the geometry of the place was all wrong. One could not be sure that the sea and ground were horizontal. You're listening to Cthulhu and Friends, starring Stacy, Mike, Fred, and Steph. I am your game master, Veronica. Welcome to another exciting episode of Cthulhu and Friends. We're a weekly podcast, and I GM my group of awesome investigators through the fictitious island of St. Paxton, battling themselves, others, evils, goods. We don't know. But um, hey, who's with me on this episode? Hi, everybody. It's Mike Lane, and I play Todd B. And I am Steph, and I play Clara Carter. Hey, guys. Fred Greenleaf here, and I play Edward Worthington III. And I'm Bellamy's body, Thud. <laughs> Mike, tell us all about what happened in episode, what was it, episode eight? That was a goof. Last time on Cthulhu and Friends, the crew suddenly feels very tired. They return to Mosada Lago and turn in for the night. After waking up, the crew finds themselves back in the carriage outside of Mosada Lago having just arrived at the island. They have no memory of their previous arrival. The crew works their way inside and encounters a corgi. Edward, feeling like he has deja vu, finds a hidden safe. Inside is a letter from Darius and a caller with the name Clem. The crew follows the dog outside to a small building where they try to break inside. A young woman sees them destroying the building and walks up to them. She introduces herself as Nighthawk. And that's where we left off in the last episode. Wow, so it's nice to meet you. You're Darius's assistant? No, but I mean, I am assistant to the mayor. (laughs) Oh, right. But Darius was the mayor. Yeah, definitely. And now, I mean, like, you can't leave... And then, like, someone else comes in and they assume that role. Like, I don't serve Darius so much as oh, I serve the mayor. I see, like, the, the office of the Ugh. mayor kind of yes. thing. I see. And it, okay. she pulls on her suspenders a little bit and pushes up her glasses. It, you look a bit young to be a mayor's assistant. Oh, yeah. So, this is actually, uh, like, a college internship kind of only I'm not really in college yet I'm in high school but I'm I really want to go to college and so I've been taking these like uh, classes but excuse me sorry my throat um so I've been taking these classes sorry my throat I've been taking (laughs) these classes and um well I might get college credit for them if I help out. So that's what I do. I'm just here to help. (laughs) You should take a leadership course. You'll never know how far it'll take you. Really? Yeah. (laughs) And she pulls out a little notepad, like one of those like little three-inch notepads and flips it over the spiral. A leadership class, you say? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Did you take a leadership class? No, but she did. 
And yeah. look at me now. I'm Mayor Pro Tem. You never know That's where it'll actually, take you. Yeah. What did you learn exactly in that leadership class? Uh, <clears throat> you know, like a little, uh, how to lead people. Ships. <laughs> Oh, so it was more like a sailing class? No, 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 no. Uh, like how to like uh, kayaking? How to interact with groups? How to inspire people? How? What's to... the most inspiring thing you've ever done? Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> like recently? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I can't think of much off the top of my head. I put you on the spot, and now you yeah, can't I, think I of know. It. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't take a recalling interesting tidbits about myself class, just a leadership class. Um, Do they have that? I don't think so. Okay, like, cool. It would have been helpful, right? <laughs> it would probably be an elective. <laughs> you know, to be honest, I do a lot of doodling in class, and... So you don't take your studies seriously. No, art major. Art, yeah, my, that is my studies. That's art. Oh. Art history, to be precise. Oh. Well, don't okay, um, you know, <laughs> take that too personally. Um, anyway, these are my friends, Todd and Edward. I don't think I, we introduced them to you. So just the three of you then. Oh, and our friend Bellamy is inside. Oh, okay, She's great. Well, anyways, I just wanted to give you my business card. Um, here you go. Wow, thank you. Nighthawk, that's a pretty unique name. Is that like a nickname or a code name? Nighthawk comes closer to you and looks around. Listen, guy. It's definitely a code name. And she gives you a knowing wink. You know, it's my superhero name. I, I nod and, and wink right back to, at her and I, I say, I knew it. All right, your secret's good with me. Don't worry, Nighthawk. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Edward. <laughs> Anyways, so um, if you guys need anything, just uh, give me a ring. I'm usually there like in the morning time and sometimes after school. I, I do have other activities that I do. Uh, I'm in a band and when she says she's in a band, you all have this sense of deja vu. But the Nighthawk that you seem to remember, like the visual comes up. The Nighthawk that you talked to was a lot more confident, a lot more cool. This one doesn't seem like that. You, she seems kind of nerdy and precision-based. So, yeah. Oh, that that's cool. Yeah, it is. It is. What's your, uh, what's so, your band's name? Oh, it's <laughs> Nighthawk and the Crows. Oh. Cool. Huh. Huh. A lot of bird-based stuff around here. Also, I'm in the marching band, so. Cool. So, I heard that uh, they're serving brunch or something around here? Yeah, definitely. So, you guys can get pretty much anything that you want, anytime you want. So, we have a real, oh, how do I say this? 
Batman and Robin situation going on here. You know, I'm the helpless kid. Uh, I need I need a leg up. I, I need a, a someone to guide me. And uh, then have Darius, who plays the role of the Bruce Wayne. Kind of, uh, you know, oh, I don't know, like, hey, I have all this money and things. Wait, he fights I'll... crime? No, that's just how I... Uh, project my desires onto him. Oh, okay. Because he's very Wait, wealthy. Do you live here? No! <laughs> no! Oh. Okay. <clears throat> I like that dog, it's cute. Oh, Clem? Yeah. Wait, isn't this Darius's dog? Darius does not have a dog. Um. But he. I mean, we literally found a thing in the house with the collar in it. And maybe he did. Maybe I just didn't know. Mm, well, maybe anyways. it's a secret. Are you guys going to buy me, like, brunch or something? Uh, of course. So, do you know what this building is? Hmm? Or what it is? Because it's not a building? It? Oh, that's a secret. What's the secret? It's driving me know. crazy. I have no idea. Oh my gosh. Do you know who would know? Darius. Oh my god. Unfortunately, he's not here. Mm-hmm. That's actually why I reported into you, because he left me this note. And then she hands you a folded piece of paper. It looks almost exactly like the one that you kind of think you remember from this deja vu you had once upon a time, but even that is becoming less and less clear. What does the note say? Take care of my friends. D. Well, at least the notes are a good sign he was planning ahead, right? It didn't just vanish. Did he hand you the note? No, it's in my mailbox. Oh, okay. So, anyways, this is the restaurant. There's, like, all these brunch menu items, things you can get. Brunch is good. Brunch is great. I love brunch. Uh, Anyways, if you'll let me know what you want, I'll take it back to the kitchen and tell them what you want. Because they're just prepping for dinner. a pretty serious question I have to ask you. Do you guys have... Okay. Crab. God, how did I know you were going to ask that? <laughs> Classic Edward. Did uh, you just have deja vu? Uh, I mean, slightly, but oh, no. Yeah. You always order crab. Yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be worried about you if you didn't ask for crab. Maybe we should get Bellamy in her room uh, <laughs> once we uh, give Nighthawk our order. <laughs> uh I'll let Clara go first because she's the lady. Oh, that's very nice of you. Um, how about the sweet potato pancakes? Oh, okay, Those cool. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's PP. You know me. <laughs> huh. uh, who's next? I don't know. I feel like something different. I don't know. Avocado toast or something? And of course, we have crab for you. Great! Anyway. I'll I'll have a uh, 
crab melts on toasted sourdough with dill and a pinch of salt and pepper. Oh, great. Nighthawk writes down exactly none of this and runs off to the kitchen. Well, your your assistant's nice. <laughs> yeah, she's helpful. Darius must have trusted her if he gave her a note. Uh, wait, wasn't um, there a note in the safe with the collar? Was there a note in there? Uh, yes. <laughs> well, the dog was, was really cute. <laughs> I... Listen. Maybe. Oh my god. Was there a note, Todd, and you didn't pull it out? <laughs> well, I was looking at this collar and and then the dog started talking to it. Okay, come on. All right. You all <laughs> okay, were taken okay. in by the dog yeah, too. The so dog, let's the calm dog was down cool here. Talking, communicating. Uh can we go check out that note? Because now I really want to know what it says. I will start walking towards where the safe was. It takes you some time because you aren't connected to the house. You have to leave this building and go into the house. And do we walk past Bellamy? You see Bellamy's body sprawled out onto the floor. <laughs> I guess she's still okay. Let's check out that note. Are Are you going to be able to pick her up, Ed? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll pi- I'll pick her up, and I do so. Okay. Well, if you need help, like don't hurt yourself further. Yeah, my my shoulder's a little tender, but um, I think I got it. Ugh. I feel bad about that. I'm sorry. I wanted to see what was in that house. <laughs> I shouldn't have suggested that. You all read one letter. You do not find snippets of letters all over the place. You find the full letter. It's been four years since you've seen Darius in person. He kind of just talks about taking out a small loan and renting a boat and getting here and all this stuff and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Trust that Patty Caldwell and then it ends. Trust that Patty Caldwell what? It's a bit vague. Um... Well, it kind of explains things, though. About what he's been up to for the last four years. Yeah, he must have worked hard to build all this in four years. Yeah, this is a bit much for four years. From swamp to... This? Yeah. You hear some commotion in the kitchen. Well, maybe let's take the letter with us so we can look at it later if we need to and go get brunch. I'm starving. Oh my gosh, we put her in her room first? Are we just or- tossing her in a chair while we eat? <laughs> yeah, she'll be fine. I mean, she's not going to remember this. I mean, I guess if she wakes up, she's going to want to eat, right? I pick her up and just like slump her over my shoulder and I just start walking towards the restaurant. You get there and there's no food. There's like almost no one there and the maitre d' says, oh, the kid took your stuff in a to-go and took it to the house. Sorry. Oh. Oh, no worries. We must have passed her. No problem. thank you. You see a couple of other people are in the restaurant having brunch. Well, let's go find Nighthawk and our food. That can't be her name, right? It's a weird name. 
As you reach the kitchen, you see that Nighthawk has spread out plates, cutlery, all sorts of things, just like on the kitchen counter. It's ready for you guys to eat. Oh, wow. This looks delicious. Well, thanks, Nighthawk. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what did you order? I'm curious. Uh, I actually make my own French toast because I am allergic to blueberries. So I make raspberry. Oh, wow. French toast. Anyways, um, I need to be going pretty soon, so I was going to let you guys know that you have some messages from the police station. That's normally where we meet. Um, so we meet up there like once a day, go over some things. You would probably impart some bit of wisdom to me. Send me on a task. Um, whatever you want. I mean, I'm here to help you. And um, yeah. Anyways, here's your messages. And she thrusts three small slips of paper into your hand that say, From the Desk of Nighthawk. <laughs> well, great. Thank you. That's very helpful. Mm-hmm. She finishes her French toast in record time, chugs a little bit of orange juice, wipes her mouth on her sleeve, and exits. And I will read the notes. Three calls come in. One is from the local hospital saying that several people have had children call in from school on Friday. Just letting you know. A woman named Diane Becker called to report her daughter missing. And then the third call again from uh, Mrs. Diane Becker to follow up on the missing person report. Why does that name seem so familiar? Uh, have you heard that name before? Becker. I don't know. Becker. Maybe we went to high school with her or something. I don't know. Or college, maybe? Because it does sound kind of familiar. Becker, right? Becker. Yeah. Well, missing person, that's pretty serious. Wow, so there's like a whole police station, too? I mean, are we supposed to take care of this ourselves? Because well, I guess we should go over to the police station and figure it out from there. Yeah, maybe there's someone there we can ask and get their help. That's this concerning if there's a, a missing kid. I just feel like we wouldn't be well-equipped to go chasing something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't like, think I would really know how to that do that. Up. I wouldn't know where to begin. I'm currently stuffing my face with a crab sandwich while still holding Bellamy with one arm. Uh, Yeah, let's finish brunch, maybe, and then head on over to the police station. I, I think maybe Bellamy can sleep this off and have a wicked hangover tomorrow. <laughs> Well, she's definitely going to be ordering Bloody Marys. So, <laughs> should we set her up in her room, or or should we bring her with us? Uh, we should set her up in the room. Do we really want to be running around looking for <laughs> someone while you're getting her? I mean, I don't. Come on, man. We don't really know anybody here, and 
I don't know. I feel weird about leaving her. Yeah, so let's carry someone around. <laughs> yeah, that might be concerning to people. No. If they see you dragging around a body. We'll just put like shades on her and say she's like really tired. I think maybe she'll be more comfortable if we drop her off in her room. Yeah, you're you're right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, he jostles around too much and you're going to be wearing half that alcohol. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. You say all of these things and you are just kind of casually navigating up to Bellamy's room. You're not looking for her room. You're going to her room. You open the door. Here we are. And I put her huh. on the bed. I thought it'd be bigger. You put her on the bed. It all seems very Bellamy in the room. Huh. Looks kind of familiar, but maybe just it looks a lot like something Bellamy would decorate. Weird. Well, shall we check out the PlayStation? Let's leave a note for her just in case she wakes up and kind of freaks out and doesn't know where oh. she is. Let her know we're going to the police station yeah. and that you're the mayor pro tem and (laughs) yeah that's good thinking so you leave a note reassuring or not it is there so we will head to the police station we let the dog into the house is it just following us from that point on yeah absolutely does it follow us when we leave the house it does but it looks back in the direction of Bellamy's room just as you guys are about to leave. And then it just carries on. Hopefully there aren't leash laws, right? (laughs) I mean, she seems pretty intelligent, I think. We won't have any problems. Uh, Do we know where the police station is? You do. And you're able to navigate to it No problem. You're not looking for it. You're going to it. Wait, is is that it over there? Yeah. Huh. It's a very intuitive layout. That's... Yeah. It's totally Darius. By the time you've walked up the hill, all of the stuff, I mean, you're pretty warm under your winter gear. And you get to City Hall. Is the door locked? No, it's open. Okay. I will open the door and walk in. You do so. When you get there, it's just sort of a, a waiting area. There's no one really there. And there is a big desk. And it just says Nighthawk will return at 4 p.m. Why would you return at 4? Isn't that like quitting time? Is is it a school day? (laughs) Maybe she has school. Oh, that makes sense. It's a school day. She's probably just at school and helps out in the afternoon. There's got to be someone else around here, right? It's not... It can't be completely deserted. Oh, jeez. I shout out, Hello! (laughs) Anyone here? Mayor Pro Tem needs assistance. Thanks! Crickets. Nothing. Uh, is there any, like, doorways or stairways in the There's a stairway. Or... There is a big 
sign where you can kind of like go up and change the letters and everything. And it just says first floor legal, second floor police, third floor mayor. Well, if police is on the second floor, let's check that out. Okay. And I'll head upstairs. I will follow right behind. You hop upstairs and you see a big desk. It does say Nighthawk will return at 4.30 p.m. And how many desks does Nighthawk have? (laughs) As you look around the police station, you notice that it is very clean and well lit. It almost looks like no one has ever really been up here before. But there are five desks. And it almost looks like a movie set to you. Edward, you have a sense of deja vu, kind of like you know which desk is yours. I will walk over to it. You hop over to your desk. You open the drawer and you see a nameplate. What does it say? Detective Edward Worthington III. Whoa. This desk has my name on it. Well, on this plate, but why why is my name here? Wait, detective? What, what are you trying to say? That I couldn't be a detective? <laughs> well, no, well, the, I'm just... You could be, but you're not. Don't we have not. to, like, do things for that? I feel like a political appointee. Well, I am a mayor somehow, so I guess... Yeah, if she's the mayor, <laughs> I can know? definitely be a detective. She's gonna play Con. fast and loose with titles here. Yeah, apparently so. Um, wow, that's weird. And I'll start poking around at the other desks. So you pick the one desk that you think might be yours, and you also pull out a nameplate. It just says Clara Carter. No detective? It does not say detective. <laughs> All right. All Dang right. it, Edward, I don't what get do a title. <laughs> I got 10. Mine says detective. Oh, no. No way you're a detective. Uh, Edward? No. Uh, you're definitely a street cop. There's no way you're a detective. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And behind drawer number three is... You open the drawer and you do pull out a nameplate. It says... Todd B. Dash science officer. Ha. Huh. All right. I knew it. Man. Well, at least I'm an officer. Yeah. I'm. Of science. (laughs) (laughs) Clara, as you go through your desk more, you actually see a ton of sketching type implements. Hmm, maybe I'm supposed to be the sketch artist for the detective. Yeah, there you go. That that's, that's fitting. Yeah. That's it. I mean, you're uh, already the mayor, right? That's true. What more what other title do I need? <laughs> I felt like that was pretty sketchy. Uh, Todd. Uh, Todd. <laughs> 
How do you even come up with these jokes on the spot like that? That's... I don't know. Yeah, they're terrible jokes. Really bad. Who says that? You turn around. No one is in here. But the dog is just, like, looking up at you. Wait. You guys heard that voice, right? What? Um... What? The dog is looking to the corners of the room. I look into the same corners, too. Where are you? Hello? I'm over here, silly. Can we hear which direction the voice is coming from? It's really difficult to pin down. Where's here? Up here. Marco. (laughs) Polo. Marco. Polo. All right, Nighthawk, where are you? Just jump out. I got rid of Nighthawk. What? Wait, what? (laughs) Who, Who are you? The lights in the station grow dim. And from the corner, you hear this, like, flapping. And you see someone standing in the corner. But they're obscured. You can't see who it is. Hey, you're not the kid that's missing, right? I will approach the person. As you do, something falls toward you. It's like a coat rack. And then you see a bird fly past your face. And it scratches you on your cheek. Shit, what was... Where'd that bird come from? You both see as Clara walks back toward you. A small trail of blood that contours her face and then drips to the floor. Clara, are, are you okay? Uh, and yeah, I think so. It's, I think there's a bird or something. Here, let me take a look at that. We don't know what kind of diseases that bird could have had. It could be semi-serious. Oh, jeez. I'll start to examine her face. It looks like a pretty deep gash, actually. I would like to utilize first aid, which is a skill that I have to try to help minimalize the injury. Sure. Now, you don't have to use any points for that. You can just roll it. For you to be able to swab the area, apply a bandage, kind of stop that bleeding and everything, it's just going to be a two. I roll a five. You are able to tape it up really easily. Not a problem for you at all. So would you say she has like a, like a, maybe like an ace bandage across a cut or do I just kind of clean it up? So you're able to kind of look through a couple of desks and you actually see in the desk that you think might be Bellamy's or someone's, there's like little butterfly bandages and you just use that to kind of bring those two pieces of the uh, tissue together. Okay. Uh, this is going to sting a little, but it's the best I've got right now. And, um, it, it, it'll, it'll, it looks like it'll heal. Oh, thanks. Jeez, what, where did that bird fly off to? Is that person still over there? 
When you look in the corner, you see that there is no person. It was just a coat rack. Okay, but you guys heard the voice, right? I'm not just losing it. Uh, no, we definitely heard a voice. Okay, I just walked towards a coat rack. That a bird was on. I look around. Do I see the bird anywhere in the room? You watch all of the windows to see if it's kind of hopping around in front of them. Because that's really the only light source that you have right now. And then you watch as one of the windows opens. And a bird hops out. Like the window opens on its own? Yes. What? How, how did the lights turn off? How did the window open? What? Where'd that voice come from? Didn't they say they got <sighs> rid of Nighthawk? Yeah, what? What does that even mean? But I mean, Nighthawk would be in school, right? If I... I mean, it is a school day. Yeah. What? Hmm. This is weird. Is there a light switch somewhere that I can see? Yeah, there's like a small circle knob thing, and you can go over, flip it over, and it actually pulls the lights all the way back up. Okay. Okay, so maybe the bird flew past and hit the switch on accident, right? And then... I mean, it doesn't Knocked over the the coat rack and... Slash yeah, your face, opened the cheek. window, opened the window, and hopped out. Yeah, probably ordered a burrito to go. The dog runs over to the window and begins barking out the window. I will go to the window, see what the dog's barking at. You see a tree in the courtyard. It's a really big tree. There are no leaves on it. But outside, it almost looks like there are leaves because there are birds packed so tightly on every branch that it looks like foliage. Is the window still open? Yes. I will close the window. You watch as a single bird takes flight and rushes toward the window. I duck. You needlessly duck, and the bird hits the glass. And you watch as its body falls one story down. Whoa! Did that bird just fly into the window? my gosh. I mean, you don't have to again. be a science officer to know they do that. And again. Okay, and again. They don't oh. usually do this. Bird after bird begins flying at the window. What is happening? You see the dog hopping up onto Todd's leg like it's trying to scratch its way up his body. What, Clem? It stays on your thigh. It whines. Uh. Keep the window closed? 
Is that... You don't want me to do that? You want me to do that? I really actually don't know why I'm asking you. <laughs> uh... You know, we had that weird thought about a bird. And now there's birds. I don't th This is strange. Uh, I mean, you guys are right. Like, I shouldn't open this window, right? That'd be oh, a bad idea. Do not open no. that window. Whatever you do. The window cracks. Oh, shit. Um, I think we should Maybe leave. we should go into another room with a door. Yes. Third floor, perhaps. Prior to leaving, I, I want to search the rest of my desk really quickly to see if there's anything else that I can find. Are the other two staying down to search your desks, or are you, like, just straight up hauling ass to the third floor. I'm gonna haul butt up to the third floor. Yeah, I would do that. The dog is having trouble keeping up on the stairs. I will pick up the dog. As soon as you pick up the dog, the dog releases this huge bark, <gasps> and the birds stop flying toward the window. There's blood on the window. And the window is very clearly cracked. But they don't continue to flood themselves toward the window. Did you do that, Clem? Clem nods and then just sort of squirms like she's ready to move. I put her back down. She very slowly walks up the stairs. I'll follow her. Me as well. As they walk up the stairs, a little less rushed, Edward goes back to his desk and rifles through all of his stuff. And this is kind of all before the dog actually calms the situation down. And he finds a small badge, like a little piece of paper that kind of like his credentials almost. He finds a kind of like necklace that he can put on, hang his badge on if he wants. In this bottom drawer, it's kind of a deep drawer, he has a jacket, a t-shirt, some cool stuff. Edward, high or low for favorable results? Uh, let's go low. In your rush, you do see a kind of false bottom to the drawer, but you don't really think about it, but you notice it's there. It's almost like you think when you have more time, you'll go back and you'll check that out. You close it and you run up the stairs just as Clem releases her really loud bark. You reach the mayor's office, and on the desk, in front of this wing-backed leather chair, sits a bird. Its feathers are kind of a grayish blue. And Todd, as you get closer to it, you get this sense, this deja vu, because you see runes kind of carved into its beak and you remember 
you remember having been here before. But things were different and it was a different time. But this is not the first time that you've seen this bird. Guys, I'm, uh... I'm getting a feeling that this deja vu is a little bit more than deja vu. I... I really, after seeing this bird, I remember dealing with this before, but it was, it was a lot different. Uh, something's not right. When I think about it, do I feel that as well? You don't have the same clarity that Todd has at the moment, but you do absolutely feel like something else is going on and Edward you kind of get that same feeling but you feel a little bit differently than the rest of your crew because you put on your badge and you feel home as though Somehow, where you came from becomes foggy. And you feel uneasy when you think about leaving St. Paxton. Clara, you're cut. It feels like it feels like something's happening. Almost like it burns. Oh, Edward. Uh, maybe this cut's getting infected or something. It does not feel right. Oh, <clears throat> um, I I don't know. I mean. What do you want me to do about it? Maybe we should take uh, it to it, the hospital or something. I, I don't. I don't feel. I don't feel well. Does it? Does it look weird? Does it look different? What does it look like? When you look at Clara's face, you can actually see that there is scar tissue already right under her eye. And you kind of pick at one of the bandages and you see that it's not in the same shape as the cut. The cut was just one small gash. This is one straight line. And then there are three shorter lines on the left-hand side and two short lines on the right-hand side. It almost looks like a twig of some sort. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but it, it looks like it's maybe getting worse. I think we should get this checked out. Uh, guys, in this um, the dream or something... From before, we we talked to this bird, like it communicated with us. 
Is this the bird that scratched me? Eh. <laughs> okay. I, I don't shrug. Know. Let's ask it. Can't. What's the worst that could happen, right? <sighs> I'm just getting worried. I will approach the desk, just watching the bird to see if it makes any sudden movements. If it doesn't react at all, I will pick up a piece of paper and a pen and draw the thing that we did before with the letters and the yes-no. And I slide it in front of the bird. The bird immediately hops on top of the bird board and it starts pecking at little letters. It takes a long time, but it says, Welcome back. And that's where we're going to call it. (sighs) Shit. Oh my gosh. I'm worried about (sighs) Clara's face. I'm worried about my face too. <laughs> I'm <laughs> and my very concerned about her face too. <laughs> Sanity. <laughs> Man, that the 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 I'm tree excited. with the birds. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, holy shit! That was so scary. Well, yeah, uh, <gasps> close the window. God damn it! Close the window. <laughs> Who asks that after you see a tree full of birds like that with no leaves? Should I close the window? Of keep it closed. Yes, goddammit, close the window. Well, I closed it first. I was like, I, like this was a good idea, right? Well, yes. They kept, but they kept hitting it one by one, and that's like, like... Well, that's weird because I was worried about them all rushing in, and then and then you were like, so I was like, they're gonna scratch the shit out of us. You were like, that's normal birds cracking into a window, and then it was just like, ka-thump, ka-thump. well, that's not normal. God, I love Todd. <laughs> These windows are very clean. Uh, oh, not so much anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, I'm very excited for you guys to actually spend the night now. And, uh, yeah, (laughs) excited for what you find out next. Thanks so much for listening to another exciting episode of Cthulhu and Friends. This episode was produced and edited by Hiroshi, and the opening and closing theme was created by Rob Anderson. Find them on Twitter at MaybeHiroshi and at potentially Rob. You can find the rest of the crew on Twitter as well. V is at typical Veronica. Mike is at one gaming lane. Fred is at I think I'm Fred. Steph is at Starlit Firefly. And you can find me at definitely Stacy. As always, you can follow the show as CAF Podcast and find a permanent link to the Discord in our bio. Want to take a look at the clues, information, or photos that Cass stumbled upon during the recording? Head on over to our website at www.cafpodcast.com and click on the link labeled The Show at the top of the screen. If you want to help support the show, please share us with your friends on your preferred social media and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You can also back us on Patreon by going to www.patreon.com slash cafpodcast. If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out some of the other Geekly Ink shows, such as Drunks and Dragons, Brute Force, 
or inks and issues. Hello, everyone. I wanted to say so many thanks to our Patreon supporters, but specifically today, I am going to be saying thank you to Tasia and also to John R. Luker, Mike B., Scott Russell, and Deanna Hauser. I think that Dr. Van Helsing says it best in Dracula, there are darknesses in life and there are lights and you are one of the lights.